0: today we have two readings the first one is from 1 corinthians 14 verses 1 to 4 and it can be found on page 1154 of the church bibles gifts of prophecy and tongues follow the way of love and eagerly desire spiritual gifts especially the gift of prophecy for anyone who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men but to god Indeed, no one understands him. He utters mysteries with his spirit. But everyone who prophesies speaks to men for their strengthening, encouragement and comfort. He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, but he who prophesies edifies the church. And the second reading is from 1 Thessalonians 5 verses 16 to 22 and can be found on page 1188 of the Church Bibles. Um, Be joyful always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Do not put out the Spirit's fire, do not treat prophecies with contempt, test everything, hold on to the good and avoid every kind of evil. This is the word of the Lord.
1: I don't know how many of you um, have been to a Beloved event here. Um, Beloved is a night we hold for women. It's a night of worship and ministry. But I was at a Beloved event um, a a couple of months ago, and I felt um, God give me a picture when I was praying for a woman at this event. Um, What I mean by this is I could see an image in my mind's eye. The image was of a series of Russian dolls. As I started to describe this picture to the woman, she burst out laughing, which was not quite the response I'd been hoping for. And I said, no, wait, I haven't... Oh, and she said at that point, she said, oh, it's that one again. And I was like, okay, that's interesting. And I said, but let me finish, because inside each doll, where they they get smaller and smaller and smaller, the last one is gold. And she went, it's always gold. And I was... um, Amazed, And it actually turned out um, that God has given her this picture through many different people and many different occasions in her life, and it's been really meaningful and really encouraging for her. So today is the third week in um, the series that we're doing on moving um, in the gifts, which Mike mentioned earlier. And uh, we started with a sort of general introduction to it, and last week looked at healing. So I'm carrying on this week looking at the gift of prophecy And what I want to do tonight really is a bit of basic Bible teaching around prophecy and then, as Mike said, to give us a chance to have a go. I'm aware that some of you will have been doing this forever and... uh, in that case, I still think it's really good to revisit the basics from time to time. Equally, you might be sitting here thinking, well, you haven't really sort of done much of this kind of thing, and uh, you might find that um, the whole thing is a little bit weird. Um, That's certainly what I thought when I first came across it. But since coming to faith um, when I was about 19, um, prophecy is something I've always been interested in, and I've wanted to grow in it because I just found it so exciting, this um, idea we could hear from God. Now, I don't know what springs to mind when you think about prophecy. Maybe it's um, a bearded man with a staff and a scroll and a kind of Ian McKellen voice, um, or maybe it's an ap- apocalyptic movie where an ancient prophecy predicts the one who can save the world. Um, has anyone seen the Lego movie? <laughs> Wrong demographic, slightly. Yeah, look, look, actually more people than at the 515. There we go. Um, that's a classic, an end of the world classic for those of you who haven't seen it. So prophecy can be hard to define, simply because in the Bible there are so many different things that are referred to as prophecy. And what I'd like to do to start with is briefly mention five of those things to help us get a picture of what um, prophecy is all about. So the first thing is predictions about the future. This is probably the most common understanding of prophecy. It's particularly evident in the Old Testament where a prophet was understood to be God's spokesperson, a a messenger from God, whose words in the Old Testament were in fact the very words of God. If people disobeyed a prophet in the Old Testament, um, that was sort of tantamount to um, disobeying God. And if even one prophecy failed to come true that a prophet gave, that prophet would be deemed a false prophet and they would be put to death. We see that in Deuteronomy 18 verse 22. But a prophet who presumes to speak in my name anything I've not commanded, or a prophet who speaks in the name of other gods, is to be put to death. Prophetic predictions about the future are also evident, though, in the New Testament, aren't they? And Acts 12:27 is a really good example. It describes Agabus the prophet coming down from Jerusalem to Antioch and predicting a severe famine across the entire Roman world, which did indeed come to pass. So that's the first one. Secondly, the founding of the church, which um, to me was a more surprising one. Um, In Ephesians 2, verse 20, it says um, the church is built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. Thirdly, the mysteries contained in the book of Revelation. As we all know, the whole book of Revelation is um, a prophetic revelation. Given to John when he was in exile on the Isle of Patmos. Fourthly, testimony about Jesus. As the Bible states in Revelation 19, verse 10, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. And the fifth one for tonight encouraging words. Um, This is um, what we heard in that reading earlier. The one who prophesies speaks to people for their strengthening, encouragement, and comfort. And that's 1 Corinthians 14, verse 3. What's clear from these five different examples is, um, of prophecy is that communication from God is integral to all of them. So that's the definition of prophecy that I really find most helpful, that I like the most, and it's already been mentioned quite a few times tonight. It's hearing God's voice. Hearing God's voice. The passages we heard earlier clearly encourage us to learn about the gift of prophecy to eagerly pray for the gift and to use it 1 corinthians 14 verse 1 um, remember we just had that read follow the way of love and eagerly desire spiritual gifts especially prophecy and 1 thessalonians five nineteen. do not quench the spirit um, some translations actually say there do not put out the spirit's fire i like both of those do not treat prophecies with contempt. So not only to have understanding, but to actively seek experience of it in our own lives, to move in the gift. And the benefits of prophecy um, or hearing God's voice are also clear from those passages, aren't they? 1 Corinthians um, verse 3 said, the one who prophesies speaks to people for their strengthening, encouragement, and comfort. And verse 4 talks of how public prophecy can edify the church, and that just means to build us up, to be encouraged in our our faith. So as we get going tonight, I would love us to just pause and ask the question, how is it going tonight in terms of hearing from God? Are we feeling like we're hearing from God? Are we moving in this gift? Has it strengthened and encouraged and comforted us lately? Have we felt like as a church it's been edifying, has it edified some saviors? And as we seek to hear God's voice, to move in this gift of prophecy, I've just got a few points which I hope will be helpful. My first point is that all Christians are prophetic. All Christians are prophetic. That's to say that when we come to faith in God through Jesus, we can all hear God's voice. In John 10 verse 27, Jesus says, my sheep will hear my voice. Now, I came to faith when I was about 19. I was at university. Some of you might have heard that story already. Um, I had a friend called Emma, and she was the one who sort of introduced the whole idea to me. I could not understand this idea of a relationship she kept talking about. I realized I could read the Bible. I realized um, I could pray. Um, In my mind, I was praying at God more than to God. Um, I was sort of giving him lists of things that I wanted But it all seemed a little one-sided in terms of relationship. So Emma encouraged me to just pray. She said, Bex, just say to God, will you speak to me? Please speak to me. I want to hear from you. So I started to pray that. And um, I remember one night I was studying. I was up late. I don't know if you can relate to this. I was... um, doing an essay. It was about one in the morning, and I was going, oh my gosh, my deadline's at nine. How am I going to get this done? Need to focus, need to focus, not fall asleep. Too much coffee. I don't know if you've been there, but I did probably too much at university. There we go. Um, And suddenly, cutting through that, came this voice in my mind that said, be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. Now, I now know that that Um, is from the Bible and it's from Psalm 46 verse 10 at that point in time I'd never heard that before not consciously I'd never heard um, that phrase from the Bible or that verse from the Bible it was one in the morning I ran into my friend Emma's room in complete excitement Um, (laughs) waking her up in the process Emma I can't believe it he's actually talking to me he's talking to me and I can hear him (laughs) that's what I said Um, she was a little bit less excited than me I have to say although in the morning she was really lovely and she said look actually Bex what you said was a verse from the bible and uh, I couldn't believe it but you see my sheep will hear my voice all Christians are prophetic In the Old Testament, God's voice was limited to a few specific people, the prophets, as I mentioned earlier. But one of those prophets, Joel, predicted a time when that would no longer be true. I love these verses. They're from Joel 2.28, and they're used again later in Acts 2.17-18. It will come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and daughters will prophesy, your young men will see visions, and your old men will dream dreams. And on my maidservants and on my men servants, I will pour out my spirit on those days, and they shall prophesy. And the last days that Joel's referring to at the start of that um, passage are the days between the day of Pentecost and now. And of course, the day of Pentecost is when the Spirit came for the first time, and the birth of prophecy that Joel was talking about came. So we are very much in those days now. We are living in those last days where all Christians are prophetic. Not just professional Christians, not just people who have been Christians for 50 years or more, but all Christians Joel makes it clear in the passage that anyone can do this, regardless of age, gender, status, background, anything. In fact, we've been looking at prophecy across the day today, and in our services this morning at the um, 10.30, we asked some of the little children, you know, can you tell us what God's been saying to you lately? And one little boy who's eight said, well, God says to me he loves me even when I do something that I think I probably shouldn't have done. And what's really annoying is that voice doesn't go away. It just stays in my head and it keeps saying it to me. And I just love that. You know, God speaks to all of us, whatever age. And hearing God's voice is a real privilege. It's really exciting. So that's my first point. All Christians are prophetic. My second point is that God speaks to us in many different ways. When I was coming to faith, I remember... um, trying to pray in my room, again, same flat with my friend Emma um, and a few others. Every time I tried to concentrate, I got all these images coming into my mind. And in the end, I went into her room. I said, Emma, I just cannot do this praying luck. I don't get it. Every time I try to pray or try to talk to God, images come into my mind. And um, when Emma asked me what I was seeing, what were the images, it became clear that actually... God was speaking to me, and the images were um, his voice. I was hearing his voice, and that's something that has continued with me. It's been a constant in uh, my Christian life, Um, which makes sense because I'm a visual person, Uh, like the story I told you at the beginning of the Russian dolls. So God speaks to us in many different ways, and I'd love to give you a few more examples. So firstly, God speaks to us through the Bible, it's really common I don't know if this is um, an experience you've had or you've heard someone else saying Christians often will say you know God never speaks to me he speaks to my friends but he never speaks to me Uh, a friend of mine was talking to her son last week and she asked him if God had been saying anything to him lately and he replied "Uh, nope he's never spoken to me now this boy loves the Bible and reads it a lot So she said, well, have you ever noticed when you're reading the Bible a verse that really stands out? You know, some words which sort of jump out at you. Um, Or have you felt anything else? And he said, well, actually, I often feel really excited or that God is showing me that I'm like one of the people I'm reading about in the story. Or sometimes I just feel that God is sitting next to me when I'm reading. It's amazing that we can miss those things as God actually communicating with us. And so the easiest and most common way for God to speak to us is through the Bible, his word. God speaks to us through our everyday experiences. This might be a film, it could be a song you've been listening to, something we've read, something we see or a difficult time we've been through. I'm not saying let's get super spiritual about all these things, but our culture is loud, isn't it? And the messages we're hearing, the voices we're hearing, can drown out actually what um, God is saying to us in the everyday. It's interesting, isn't it, that in the Old Testament, God speaks to the prophets through common objects like pots and lamps. God speaks to us through nature, I don't know how many of you guys like getting out into the Surrey Hills, but I love it. I especially love St. Martha's. Have you been up there? Yes. (laughs) It's beautiful. The heavens declare the glory of God and the skies proclaim the work of his hands. That's what it says in Psalm 19, verse 1 to 4. God speaks to us through each other. This one is is a really common one for me. God speaks to us through images in our minds. We talked about that one already. God speaks to us through words of knowledge. This phrase means a specific revelation about which we would otherwise have been ignorant. In his book, The Spirit Who Gifts, Simon Ponsonby describes words of knowledge as being like a knife cutting through to the heart of the matter or a key unlocking a person's heart and mind to the gospel or work of God. Of course, this could be from someone for us. It might be something we're reading ourselves or it could be that God gives us something like that for someone else. The classic sort of story in the Bible um, where this happens is Jesus with the woman at the well, that well-known story where he just speaks into her life the things that he knows about her that he just couldn't humanly have possibly known. God speaks to us through words of wisdom Now, this is not the wisdom of age or experience or education but a particular moment where um, we sort of have an anointing of wisdom from the Spirit in a specific context. God speaks to us through dreams. Do we have some dreamers amongst us? Does some, yep, there's quite a few nods around people having vivid dreams. I'm one of those people, not always from God. <laughs> um, but Job 33, verse 14 to 15 says, For God does speak, now one way, now another in a dream, in a vision of the night. And God does use those dreams, doesn't he? He uses them to encourage us, to challenge us, to um, uh, reassure us, all sorts of things. God also speaks to us through his voice, audible and inaudible. Remember the calling of Eli in 1 Samuel 3 verse 4, where God calls Eli audibly. And many of us will hear God's still, small, internal voice regularly. So there's a few examples of different ways that God speaks to us. Of course, there are many, many others. I know a group from St. Xavier's um, had a sort of quiet weekend here a few weeks ago. And we often um, do sort of retreats to centers like St. Cuthman's. And these are great ways of giving God space to um, communicate with us where we can hear from him. So God speaks in many different ways, and I think this should be a great source of freedom for us rather than pressure. I think sometimes we can feel like, oh my gosh, I haven't ticked that one off the list. But we are each unique, and how we hear from God will equally be unique. Uh, Tom Darwin, who many of you know, and I'm sure he won't mind me sharing this story, um, he hears from God regularly, but he would say that he pretty much never gets pictures from God. So I'm saying that as an encouragement not to sort of get hung up on one thing that we may or may not hear God through. So all Christians are prophetic, and God speaks to us in many different ways. Now my third point is a short one, but it's important. And that is that all prophecy needs to be tested. So this is 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 20 to 22. Do not treat prophecies with contempt, but test them all, Hold on to what is good and reject every kind of evil. The problem, um, or another problem, with hearing a list like I've just given you of different ways that God speaks to us is it makes it sound that it's really clear and really black and white and really easy. Now, I don't know, that might be your experience, but that hasn't been mine in terms of hearing from God. I once heard someone describe um, prophecy as like the fluttering of a butterfly's wings, something that kind of floats into your mind, but it's actually quite difficult at times to pin down. 1 Corinthians 13 verse 9 says, For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. It's not a direct download, but something more ephemeral. And because of this, it's really important that we test all prophecy, whether we feel we've heard from God for ourselves, or from someone else, or someone else that thinks they've heard from God for us. So how do we test prophecy? Well, I've just got a few tips. We could talk about this all night, but I'm just going to go for a few little tips tonight. So firstly, I think it's good to ask a a few questions, and they are, is it God's voice we're hearing, or the person who's given us um, a prophecy hearing? rather than our own or their own. What has God shown me? What does it mean? And what am I to do with it? Those, that's quite a nice little basic thing. Is it God's voice? What has God shown me? What does it mean? What am I to do with it? It can also be good to consider the content of the prophecy and whether it confirms something that God might already be saying. Is it in line with the Bible? If it's not, then you pretty much want to reject it. What's the spirit of the prophecy? Do we trust the person giving it to us? Test them all. Hold on to what is good. Reject every kind of evil. So that's the um, verses uh, 20 to 22 we just read a moment ago. So I think it's good to test all prophecies. And I would love us as a church to not only be moving in the gift of prophecy, but really growing and maturing in this gift. And of course, the best way to get better at... um, Anything that we want to do is to practice, isn't it? So let's practice. Let's ask God to speak to us. Let's have confidence that God does speak to all of us in all different ways. Let's ask him to speak to us in new ways that we haven't heard from him before. Let's make space for the Bible. When praying for someone else, let's ask God to speak to us about them. And when we're going about our sort of daily lives, whether that's... um, you know, wherever we are, let's ask God to speak to us about the people we come across, whether that's the bus driver, whether that's the hairdresser, whether it's a friend you're meeting for coffee, or whatever it is. And if we really want to grow and mature in the gift of prophecy, we will actually have to take some risks, to actually tell someone what we feel it is God's Now, that might be just in relation to us. You know, you know what? I feel God might be saying this in my life. What do you think? Tell a trusted friend. Or for someone else, it's actually that, you know, crazy as it sounds, I, I think, you know, God has been speaking to me, and it might be this thing, whatever it is. But we have to be bold, and we have to tell people what we feel God might be saying. So my encouragement to us tonight is to go for it, And let's get flipping brilliant at being prophetic. So that will help us, won't it? It will strengthen us, it will encourage us, it will comfort us, and it will edify some saviors. So let's go for it. Amen.